You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How we doing out there, Clemson Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right. It's a daily glance, Monday through Friday, into Clemson Athletics. And on this Friday episode, going to wrap up Clemson's bye week with a look back and a little bit of a look forward as well. I'll kick things off with an evaluation of the Tigers, give you a sense of where this team is coming out of the loss to Notre Dame. And then I'm going to give you several top three, the top three performances of the season, the top three moments of this season, and the top three surprise players. And then finally, wrap things up with three questions looking ahead at the rest of the season, at the rest of the schedule. What does Clemson need to do to make sure they stay on the path of reaching a college football playoff? I'm your host, Brad Sinkoff. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brad Sinkoff. That's S-E-N-K-I-W. And make sure you tell your friends, your family about Locked On Clemson Podcast. And help me out by hitting that download button, that subscribe button. I've been a credentialed member of the media for almost 15 years now. And I cover Clemson on a daily basis over at allclemson.com, where I serve as the deputy editor. And I'm also the co-host of the Press Box on 105.5 The Roar in Clemson. Let's get right into it. The Clemson Tigers sitting now at 7-1 in their first eight games, and it's time to have a little retrospect here as Clemson is finishing off its second bye of the season and a chance to really evaluate where the Tigers are, and they're doing a lot of self-evaluation right now. I, I know that Dabo Sweeney likes to get that opportunity. They do so good with with analytics and numbers at Clemson, and they're able to figure out uh, a lot of the areas that they need to fix, and they have good coaching, and they generally fix a lot of those things. Now, not every problem is fixable. Not every issue can be corrected in the course of an extra week of practice. But by and large, I feel like this team uh, has a chance to build on some of its issues or or take care of some of its issues and build on a lot of the positives that have happened so far this season. And I think when you look at Clemson as a whole, the loss to Notre Dame stings, clearly. And it's not not one that they're going to get over easily. It's not one that Dabo Sweeney and his staff are going to forget. It's going to take some time for Clemson to move on from that one. But they're going to get an opportunity to do that next week against Florida State, a team that is reeling. But I think when you take a a look at the big picture, Clemson is still an elite team in college football. I think Alabama and Ohio State are very elite, and I think Clemson's still right there with them. This was not a fully funded team against Notre Dame. Now, if Clemson can't get healthy, if these issues linger, these injury issues, if they have more injuries and they go deeper down the depth chart, The deeper Clemson goes down the depth chart, that's when you're starting to find more and more warts. So if they can get guys back, which is the plan right now, it it does feel like they can compete with an Alabama and Ohio State. Can they do that tomorrow? Can they do that uh, a a week from now? I don't know about that. Uh, They've got to be fully funded. And I think James Skowski and Tyler Davis are the two biggest keys to doing that. And I feel like I've talked about them nonstop all week, but my goodness, their absence is so noticeable right now. And while I think this team needs to be more efficient and proficient in the run game, while they probably need to develop uh, a couple of players at various positions and they need to get much better up front on the offensive line to a certain degree, 
I, I think all that can be done. I think it's doable. Uh, we've seen Clemson kick it into high gear before, get in a championship phase. Uh, they're still playing for a chance to play in the ACC title. There is no Atlantic division on the line this year. It's a little bit different, obviously, with Notre Dame in the ACC, 15 teams, a 10-game conference schedule. So there's a lot of uh, variables that Clemson's not used to that no one's used to in college football. That being said, though, it does feel like this team always fights back. It has that resilience. It's a team that whenever things get harder or, or tougher, they just seem to show up. You know, they just seem to put it together, find that extra gear, and go out and start annihilating people this time of the year. It's November. It's Dabo sweatshirt season, even though I wouldn't advise putting on a sweatshirt right now. It feels like it's 70 degrees every day in November. Regardless, though, it's late in the year. This is the time when Clemson shines. This is when all that work, all that effort to build depth, to play players in blowouts, to put players on the field who have never been out there before in the first or second quarter of an important game, this is where that begins to pay off. And that's why Dabo Sweeney always says he's not going to go in to a postseason game or, or a really late game in the year that they have to have and putting somebody out there that hasn't played all year. Well, that's not going to be the case because they've pretty much played about everybody and they're going to continue to play a lot of people with these injuries. But when you really evaluate this team and try to understand what's going on with them, I, I think the the some of the issues are fixable. And I'll get into more of that when I do the three key questions looking ahead to the rest of the season. Ultimately, Clemson has something that very, very few teams in fact I don't think anybody quite has the combination they have in that backfield it's still Trevor Lawrence it's still Travis Etienne and when you have those two players on the field defensive coordinators are pulling their hair out they are going to really struggle to find ways to stop both of those guys they might can take away one potentially but it's always pick your poison with Clemson and I think you're going to see that when Trevor Lawrence gets back because I think you're going to see a really fired up Trevor Lawrence his final three games of the regular season could be his final three games in a regular season for Clemson in his career. So all in all, I think Clemson's in good position right now. Even though they have a loss, they still have a clear path to get back to the college football playoff, win out, beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship game, and you're in. You're in the college football playoff. Don't worry about seeding. Nothing you can do about that. You can only control what you can control, and that is winning out and getting back to the college football playoff and getting a chance to play for a national championship. And I think when you see that fully funded, uh, everybody out there, Clemson football team, that's an elite football team that can beat Alabama, Ohio State, anybody in front of them. Coming up next, got a ton of threes to throw at you, including top performances, top surprise players, and top moments of the 2020 season through eight games. It is the weekend. It's here. It's time to hit the reset button. It's time to get back to your happy place. It's time to put all the stress of the week away. Turn on football. I know you're going to do it. It doesn't matter who's playing. You're going to watch football. And there's one beer that goes great with any kind of sports, and that is Coors Light. Not just Coors Light, ice cold Coors Light, a beer that is literally made to chill. Coors Light is refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It's crisp, and it's cold-filtered cold lagered, cold package just for you, and you can get it online at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. It's the beer I choose when I want to hit the reset button, when I want to relax, kick back a little bit, 
and take in what's been a long, long week for many of us. Again, go to get.coorslight.com today and reach for the beer that's made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And now let's get into a little three-on-three where I'm going to give you three categories and the top three in each of those through Clemson's first eight games. And taking a look at it, the top three moments were not really that hard to come up with when I sat down to put this together because I think they're all very key. One of them, how about just kicking off? How about the Wake Forest game? The fact that Clemson and Wake Forest played a primetime game on ABC when we didn't think college football was going to happen at times during the summer. We weren't sure you were going to get to watch anybody play, much less Clemson, much less the ACC. And no matter what, the league found a way. And throughout the pandemic, throughout COVID-19, all the positive cases that Clemson had in the summer, uh, the league certainly had its issues as a whole. But still, college football found a way to happen. And seeing that, that game, that kickoff between those two teams, was certainly a moment that I don't think many people are going to forget. Number two, top three moments from the season thus far. How about beating Miami? Clemson was pretty heavily favored against a good Hurricanes team that came to Death Valley, ranked in the top 10. That counts. That goes on the board as a top 10 victory for Clemson. They absolutely whipped Miami. The Tigers won that game 42-17, to and they absolutely shut down everything Miami wanted to do offensively. This was a high-flying High-scoring offense was averaging more points than Clemson was per game. And they held Miami to just 89 rushing yards, 121 passing yards for a total of 210. In some ways, it was kind of surprising just how good Clemson's defensive game plan was and how they were able to shut down Derrick King, who has gone on to have a terrific season outside of that Clemson game. The final top moment of the season, I'm not going to go with the Notre Dame game because that was a loss, even though it was a thriller that went into double overtime. But Clemson came up uh, without the victory in that one. I'm going to go to Georgia Tech where Clemson laid 73 points. They scored 73 points also in 1903. This was a pretty historical victory. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was on fire in that game, tossed five touchdowns over 400 yards. First time he's done that in his Clemson career and was completely flawless uh, in so many ways. This was the same game that Clemson played a walk-on quarterback and a punter at quarterback. Yeah. I'd say this is one that the Tiger fans are going to remember a long time because that was a game uh, that you just don't see all of those things happen the way that they did and the way it went down. But Clemson, 73-7 victory over Georgia Tech wraps up the top three moments in the 2020 season through eight games. Now let's head over to the top performances in the first eight games of the season. The top three, I'm not going to go with Trevor Lawrence in that Georgia Tech game because I just talked about it. So I'm going to go a different direction with these three. Let's start with the quarterback position though. DJ Uyangale against Boston College just a couple weeks ago. This was his first ever start. He wasn't 100% healthy. Didn't really know if he could if he could actually spin the ball with accuracy. Had not seen him really throw a lot. Clemson had kind of just let him run only. Had not completed a lot of passes. But they turned him loose against Boston College. And after he got settled in, he absolutely torched the Eagles. Remember, this is a game they trailed by 18 points. A true freshman who had never made a start in his life led Clemson back. He went 30 of 41. That's 73.2%. 
completion percentage, 342 yards and two touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Of course, he followed that up with a 439-yard performance against Notre Dame. But since that did come in a loss, it's hard to overlook that BC game where he gave Clemson back from 18 points for a 34-28 victory. Number two top performance thus far from an individual player in 2020 for Clemson. I'm going to go with a player from that Notre Dame game, even though it was a loss. What Cornell Powell did for the Tiger offense was nothing short of amazing. Six catches, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Almost had another touchdown. They ended up reviewing it, saying that he scored, and then going back and reviewing it again, and then saying he was down. So they took that second one away from him. But he still averaged 26.8 yards per catch. Uh, Went off in this game. Had two 50-plus yard receptions. And that big touchdown uh, from DJ was huge. And Cornell Powell having a breakout fifth-year senior season. And finally, the top performance of the season, number three on my list. Look, I'm not trying to slight the defensive guys. They play their tails off. There's been some very good individual performances this year on that side of the ball. But you cannot go without mentioning Travis Etienne, what he did against Boston College in that game. Did not have a great rushing day. Just a little over 80 yards, averaged 4.2 yards per carry, but it's what he did through the air. 140 receiving yards. He scored two touchdowns in the game. That's also the game that he broke the all-time ACC rushing mark, passing NC State's Ted Brown, and he helped will his team. DJ was big, don't get me wrong, but what Travis Etienne did with cramps and just not being 100%, you know, that was the uh, the serial game where he just he didn't eat enough. Uh, frosted flakes or he he didn't even get enough meat just ate his uh, uh, cereal for breakfast it just was not his best game and it still was one of his best games in his career says a lot about Travis Etienne and I can't forget the 40 yard kickoff return that he had to set up the touchdown in the third quarter that really sparked Clemson's comeback now let's move on to the top three surprising performances of Clemson's 2020 season I'm going to start with the big one Amari Rogers at wide receiver it's not that you didn't think Amari was going to have a good year. It's not that he's uh, come out of nowhere. I mean, people know who Amari Rogers is. He was not healthy last year, had the knee issue. But this season, he has become Trevor Lawrence's and DJ Angola's best weapon in the receiving game. He's second in the league in receptions. He's first in the league in yards. He's tied for first in the league in touchdowns with six. His 720 yards has him on pace to become just the fourth Clemson receiver to record 1,000 yards in a season since 2015 when Clemson started this run through the college football playoff and these ACC championships. So he's having a remarkable historic year uh, for a guy who is essentially playing out of the slot. Now he'll line up outside as well, and they needed him to, and I'll get to that coming up later on. But he is doing it all. He's the bailout guy. He's the deep guy. He's intermediate uh, he plays so many roles, and defenses are having a really hard time finding matchups to win with Amari Rodgers. Next on the list of the top surprising players for Clemson in 2020 thus far, I got to go with Baylon Spector, the linebacker. If you thought he was going to lead the team in tackles, if you thought he was going to be tied for the team league and tackles for a loss, great. You you are amazing. Uh, I think I've been very hard to predict and very hard to believe because uh, we just said, I mean, we've seen him play for the last couple years, but you just haven't seen him get put into a a big starting role and asked to do a lot. And he's really, with 47 tackles, he leads the team. He's sort of kind of made up 
for the loss of Isaiah Simmons. Now, he doesn't play the same position, but what he's done at the line of scrimmage with his ability to blitz and fill the run gaps and get guys down, and he's a hard hitter. He's certainly been uh, one of the catalysts in that defense and allowed Brent Venables to get creative and aggressive. Spectre's a baller. That's what he is. He's been showing up week in and week out and playing his tail off for Clemson. And finally, the last player I want to highlight among the top three surprise players this year. I'm going to go outside the box a little bit. I'm going to go with Will Spires. Yes, the punter. The punter deserves some love, too. Do you really understand what Will Spires has done this season? Not only is he easily having the best career year, his 47.07 yards per punt, that would rank right now first all-time in the history of Clemson football for a single season. Chris Gardaki owns the record. Uh, You might remember him. He was pretty good. Uh, But that was way, way back in 1990, 44.5, a minimum of 25 punts, got in the record. Guess how many Will Spires has? 27 as of right now. So he's certainly on pace uh, to make the mark that he needs to, and he might just end up setting a, a single-season school record before it's all said and done. But he's been tremendous this year. you got to give him props. He's a guy who I know that some of the fans have not always been happy with him. I know his coaches haven't always been happy with him. Uh, but he's battled through uh, some issues over the last couple of years of just not being consistent enough, and he's really, really booting the ball well. That is going to wrap up the three-on-three. Three. Coming up very shortly, I'm going to give you three more threes. No, seriously, it's just three questions concerning Clemson moving forward. Who says eating healthy has to suck? Why not eat something is good for you and tastes really good. That's why Built Bar was invented. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. Tons of health benefits. It's going to help you stay lean. It's going to help you lose weight. But you're still going to need to indulge in that delicious treat. It's going to taste like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% chocolate. It's soft. It's easy to chew. Tons of flavors to pick from. Nut and non-nut varieties. Six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, And just for example, the peanut butter, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, 19 grams of protein. So it's going to give you everything you need to keep your energy up, to get you that protein after a workout or a quick snack throughout the day, and it's going to taste amazing. Go right now to BuiltBar.com, type in promo code LOCKEDON, that's LOCKEDON in the promo code, Gonna get 20% off your next order. Go put locked on in the promo code for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, let's wrap up the bye week with three questions that I have, and these aren't gonna be answered. These are gonna be answered over the course of the next three or four games going into the postseason. It's not something that anybody really has answers for right now, but I want to throw these out and give you some some thinking points here. One, will the run game get going? Did you realize that Clemson ranks eleventh? In the ACC, in rushing yards per game, they're 10th in yards per carry. That does not feel like Clemson to me. I mean, this is a team that usually runs the ball, establishes that, uses its will, uses Travis Etienne, uses the big guys up front when it really needs to or when it just wants to wear down an opponent and keep them off balance. That's what this run game is built to do, keep people off balance. It's suffered as of late, and there's a lot of reasons. The offensive line hasn't played particularly well in, in run blocking, Travis Etienne hasn't had a lot of holes. His burst looks fine. I mean, you see what he does in the passing game. It's not like he's he's off, 
but he just can't get into a rhythm. He just can't seem to get going and reel off some really big runs. And then I also think not being able to run the quarterback the last couple weeks with DJ Uyangale and that shoulder issue that he's having, Clemson has been hesitant to let him carry the ball. And this offense needs that quarterback run. It needs the threat in the RPO and in the zone read. You got to have that quarterback who can run. Trevor Lawrence is going to help that. And I don't really think they've run him quite as much as I thought uh, before he went out with, with COVID. So I think they need to get back to that. And that's going to help. That's going to help open up some things for Travis Etienne if there's that threat of Trevor Lawrence picking up, you know, 13, 14 yards on a, on a second down when the defense is, is napping a little bit. So keep an eye on that. See if Clemson gets that going. But right now, that can't be answered. Number two, can the Tigers play cleaner? This has really not been their been an issue with them over the years, but recently, just a lot of mental mistakes, and, and a lot of that is youth. There's no question. You play this many young guys, you go down the depth chart because of all the injuries, and guys are going to make mental mistakes who haven't been through it, who haven't been out there a ton. It's natural. It's human. I'm not blaming anybody, but they've got to clean that up. There's been too many penalties the last couple of weeks, and especially in that Boston College game. The turnovers, Travis Etienne putting the ball on the carpet. He's not a young guy. He's fumbled four consecutive games. I don't think I'd ever thought I would see that. But there's just just some things to clean up. Some you know, play a little smarter. Efforts there. I mean, that that's not a problem. You know, you're going to get everybody on the same page. Everybody trying hard, but they're just making little simple mental mistakes, missing a block, not picking up a right read, just all kinds of things. Drop balls, drop passes, things like that. That Clemson just simply can't do. They they're not afforded the luxury of making a ton of those mistakes this year because they just have not had enough health and depth. They've got to clean that up. And then finally, does an outside receiver emerge? You know, earlier this year I talked about how I thought Clemson was fine with Braden Galloway at tight end, now Davis Allen who's come on, with Amari Rodgers in the slot, uh, using Travis Etienne in the backfield. They can produce enough passing yards to be fine, but when you get up into the elite, part of the schedule and that will be the postseason that'll be Notre Dame in the ACC title game a rematch and when you get into the postseason if you make the college ball playoff you're gonna need an outside threat because defenses will be able to play you so differently if you don't and they're going to continue to stack the box and they're going to shade towards Braden Galloway or Mari Rogers and try to take them out of the game it's just going to make it easier for the elite teams to hone in on one or two things that they can use to try to get after you and stop you. So I really think Clemson needs to start to develop that and have someone emerge here in the last three or four games. And maybe it's Joseph Ngata once he's healthy. It's not going to be Frank Latson. He's going to be out a while. So Clemson's kind of stuck with, okay, who's it going to be? Somebody going to take that role. You know who it might end up being? Amari Rogers. They may just have to play him on the outside so much. And that may take away some of his looks and his effectiveness because he's going to get better matchups. He's going to get, you know, arguably the better corner put on him. And you just wonder how that's going to affect the flow of the offense. So if Joseph Ngata can get back and get healthy, that might take care of that. That's going to wrap up the three questions moving forward. This is going to wrap up this episode of Locked on Clemson podcast. Don't forget, Clemson's off this week. Next week, we'll be diving into the FSU game. We'll talk a lot about that series, the history of it, and how much Clemson has dominated it in recent years. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Locked On Clemson podcast. Thank you for listening. Hit the download button, the subscribe button, and make sure to check out the Locked On College Football podcast. Get you ready for all the games 
this weekend with Candace Cooper. Have a great weekend. Take care, Tiger Nation.